Welcome to Fadeaways and Fundamentals. I am your host, Andre Perano. Today's guest, Jeremy File, is back on the show. We talk hoops, we talk life. Let's dive right in with Jeremy. Yeah, so I got one back for you, Andre. I know that we talked about this. It's pretty funny because I learned this at a young age, and I think that what you're doing with Elijah is awesome because he's young and he's growing up as a player um does your song like have a player that he loves and you guys watch games because you know i'm just gonna tell you my side my dad would always be like you're never gonna be michael jordan jeremy watch john stockton and i was always offended <laughs> like i don't want to wear my shorts that short i like the fab five dad i want to be like Jalen rose he's like well you're not gonna be six eight son so but you know it's funny because i started watching players so i guess my question is do you watch games do you like break it down like hey watch him because you kind of see maybe the future like Elijah that could be you do you ever do that with him yes 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 so we watch a lot of basketball and you know what and I love college ball yeah but he can't stand to watch college I'll see a great game on it could be oh I don't know let's say Arizona State in in UCLA or something I'm like oh it's a great game great Pac-12 rivalry let's watch it and he's like is the NBA on? I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, this kid. But we do. And, of course, he he really is a fan of Steph Curry. And, and that's good because Steph Curry isn't a really tall uh, point guard. Right. Um, so, he, of course, he likes Steph. Um, he, he's, a, he's a Damian Lillard fan, which is awesome. And he's a right. CP3 fan. And I think, what's CP3? Like 6'2", 6'1"? Yeah, you know, probably shorter. I mean, those guys usually boost that up. So, yeah, so for me, you know, and I think that's why he likes CP3 is because, you know, we're Clipper fans, and, you know, he, of course, was always watching Clipper games when he was playing with us. So that, to me, that's great. And we do watch those those games when, when those guys are playing, and the first thing I tell him is when he's coming down, do you see his head on a swivel? Did you see? Did you see right. the no look pass? Did you see him swing the ball, catch it, rip left? The guy beat him. You know, attack the ball. What did he do? Oh, he he spun off of him. Then what? Oh, he he went into the uh, into the paint with a floater, or he kicked it out to the three point for um, someone to to hit a three, knock down three. I'm up. That's how the game's played. So we yeah, definitely Chris do a Paul's lot of that. So physical too. That's what it's you know. Chris Paul's a, maybe a smaller guard. He's strong though. Yeah. That's kind of why I liked him because I could use my strength a lot. So yes, that's to answer your question. We do watch it, and he does have favorite, a few favorite point guards. And yeah, I, I definitely break the game down to him. Did you see this? Did you see that? Especially on the offensive side, um, also on the defensive side. You know, I mean, there's there's times where, you know, guards are posting up guards. It's very limited. But like Kyrie, Kyrie does it a lot. He posts a lot, yeah. So really I does. tell, I show him that, and I'll rewind it. Check out Kyrie. You can do this. Do you see that what he's doing here? You know, or he's getting posted up. Look at how he's playing defense. So, yes, we definitely do watch, and um, and uh, I definitely critique the game to him because I try to break it down to make the game easy. I know he always, every kid wants to look sexy out there, man. I'm telling you. And I tell him, 
there's only a handful of guys in this world that will play very sexy and make millions of dollars. Right. But if, if you, yeah, but if you have a dear passion to this game, just make the game easy and stay on the court. Don't sit the bench. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is those guys that you know you're watching uh, on television, they make it look so easy because they put in so much work. One, but number two, they. Uh, they do make the game easier. They know their strengths. They know their weaknesses. And that's why that question is so important. And it's so important for parents to know that, you know, your son might not be this way. And that's okay. It's okay that your son isn't a great leaper or he's a not a knockdown shooter. He can still do little things on the court that can make him uh, available to college coaches one day. Where, you know, I mean, I had weaknesses as a player. I mean, I tried to you know, fix those. I mean, like, look, I could not jump. I was not a leaper. I mean, I dunked one time in high school, never dunked again. I mean, it was just, I don't know what it was. I did every plyometric workout you could do. It just wasn't in the cards for me. And, uh, you know, it's just how it is. So what did I do? You know, you watch guys like Chris Paul. I don't think I remember, I mean, Chris Paul back in the day dunked a few times, but he's not a leaper dunker. No. So he, I learned how to use my body through ball screens, how to bounce off defenders, how to bounce off offensive screeners you know i'm bounced shoulder to shoulder i was a very physical guard so you know i learned that you know i said ah, i gotta play that way that's the only way i'm gonna make money playing that's the only way i'm gonna get noticed and uh i'm not russell westbrook it's never gonna happen i could still beat a player like that by playing my game better than he plays his absolutely. and that's not, and that's something that you know kids need to learn at a young age absolutely that'll really that'll really turn you turn you loose as a player you start feeling good about that so you're like you know what yeah he might be 6'5", but hey, I'm 5'11", but I'm going to kill you tonight because hey. I play my game better than you play yours, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm loving that. So yeah. How, how do you teach the uh, the read and react? Like, for instance, you go set a pin down. Someone's setting a pin down um, and setting it right. Or, for instance, someone comes off of another type of screen um, and then someone backdoors. You know, how do you, how do you get the vision of telling them don't don't backdoor so fast because then you may not be open like how do you right. teach that or you know the lift and the drifts or the pops all those situations one thing that we talked because we last year as a coach uh we ball screened like crazy and one thing we taught with the read and react offense or or uh how we read the ball screen was is we always knew the, the screener the ball handler and the guy that was on the same side of wherever that guy screened. So let's, for example, if I'm on the right side, I have the ball. You screen for me, Andre, and roll. That guy in that corner knows to pop up. Right. So those are like, that's a simple way. That's a read, you know, read off the ball screen. We also were teaching our ball handlers how do you read, uh, how they defend you, where one thing that was really tough is, let's say a ball handler splits like okay. he's supposed to. Right. A lot of guys want to say there's only one way, you know, you you read that if you're the uh, the screener. Well, I think it just goes to how skilled you are as a team. One thing we always did, if our point guards split the ball screen, that guy, that screen, was a great shooter. He used to stand there. I said, just stand there. You know, our point guard was a great passer. He would basically screen. They would split, and he would just basically turn around and just stand at the three-point line, and then he hit that shot. Sometimes he would split, you know, he would split the ball, you know, the ball handler would split it, and that yeah. guy in the corner would just cut, and he would be 
wide open, you know, and he was not a good shooter. So it's like you use those strengths. So when people ask me that, like, how do you run your offense? How do you do read and react? I, I always say this, do the actions that help your players. <laughs> like I, I'm not going to say, hey, I want you to roll the basket every time yeah. and, and post up when I know my post guy just, he's just not a good post up guy. Yeah. You know, he's, he plays better up top. We want to stretch the defense out. He can shoot. You know, once you just pop every time. So even they would guard us a certain way, we just pop. You know, some of our smarter players, we'd say, look, if, if they if they trap the screen, point guard, do not give your dribble up, bounce up, screener, roll as hard as you can to the basket, put the pressure on the defense, and that guy in the corner, pop hard to the wing. You know, and, and that was basically just saying, okay, look, I'm not even worried about what they do or what we do. We got to put pressure on their defense. We can't turn it over. You know, we played a team last year under that trapped our ball screen all the time. Our ball handler picked up the dribble every time. And we went over it a million times. And you look back at the coach and you say, oh, my gosh, well, what do I do to combat that? So one of the things we started doing was when they screen a trap, just reverse pivot, throw the ball to the, the screener right away. Yeah. You know, just get rid of the ball. Yeah. And that's, that's what's tough as a coach because you don't want to just cave in, but you want to win. Right. And when you're coaching high school, you're coaching college, you're coaching pro, your life depends on that. So it was like, yeah, just get rid of the ball. And that's what sucks as, as a – that's why skills training is so key. That's what stinks as a coach. You go, man, we just turn the ball over left and right on the ball screen. It's a good offense for us. So I, I just – it's so tough, man. It, it's one of the hardest things to do as a coach is not only teach how to read and react. Like, look, I, I wish it was so easy where every player I had was amazing – and I could say, oh, if they guard you this way, just do that. Right. You know, but <laughs> when they trapped us, you would think that our guard could easily just keep his dribble, make a great pass to the roller or the popper. It didn't happen very often. <laughs> so sometimes we were like, oh, just get rid of it, you know. And uh, it, it was it was tough, you know. Then, then you're talking about stuff like how do you read and react off pin down? Say if they're on your back and you're the guard coming off that screen, curl hard. Um, we did an offense where – I always just called it curl screen where the guy that would set the pin down was a very good shooter. So what we would do is we would curl with that guy and he would actually screen the guy covering um, the guy that was screening for him. So okay. that was just curl pop pretty much still, you know? So what happened is our four was a great shooter. So every time he would set that pin down, the guy curling, we knew they were really bumping him. He would just screen that guy, and that screener would pop him. We hit a lot of threes off of that. Oh, nice. So that, that's, a, that's a good read and react, you know. Um, how to slip it early. If that guy covering you has his back to the ball, slip it now. Oh, slip it now, yeah. He don't even see the ball. He doesn't yeah. even see the ball. And then what happens is if they don't, if they stop that, your guy coming off that street still going to be open and can operate. So there's a lot of things we go over. I mean, this could go on for – for hours, but uh, you know, when you have players that are skilled, Andre, I mean, you can you can make read and react. You don't even have to run an offense. You right. can basically just say, hey, you know, this isn't a set. Our offense is basically you're reading this. If they guard you this way, do that. And at the high school level, that's tough. You only get a handful of players. If you can get three guys that can do that at high school, you got it made. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it made. You're going to win a lot of basketball games in high school. Yeah, I bet. Now, what is the uh, what do you see the biggest strengths right now in basketball? And what are the uh, 
the the game's weaknesses that you see? I think the biggest strength with what we have in the game right now is we've got more guys that can handle the ball. That would be one. We have bigger guys that can stretch the defense that can handle, so that's nice to see. Um, I think something that's bigger now, as much as it can be a flaw, but I like it, uh, the social media impact is very positive because you get to see more kids now. You get to learn more. So that's, like, way better than when we played. Oh, yeah. I mean, you really can get noticed. You, you get more exposure. Now, if you're really good, you're going to be noticed now. Oh, absolutely. Easier. So that's a huge positive. So I guess in the, in the grand scheme of things, Andre, the game is more important now. It's bigger. It's, it's more global. There's more attention behind it. So I think that's a more of a positive thing. Where back then, you had to watch the game on TV, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, that was it. And if you didn't record it, you missed it. I yeah. Mean, and now we can really dissect things with the with technology. I mean, we can really learn a lot. So that's a positive. Um, so I would say that. I'd say the negative, I'm going to go right back to what I just said. That could be the negative, too. Okay. With all this attention behind it. And sometimes, you know, I didn't want to go this route, but, you know, I do a podcast sometimes. And, you know, you can get someone like LeVar Ball, who... He's a big deal. LeVar Ball would have been nobody uh, back in our era. We'd have been like, who is this clown? You know, who, is, who is this guy talking? Why is he talking at all? Where did he play? Like, what did he do? Right. You know, can he, can he, does he teach the game? Like, show me. Where now, it's became such a hype machine. Whereas his kids, you know, I, feel, I think it's bad for his kids because I think his kids got a long way to go as players. And I think it's just too much of a process, and there's just too much hype behind it. And I hope it works out because you know you always want to see people do well. But I think all this attention and all this media coverage—it's it's kind of knocked the the realness of the game down. Where it's always something about a trade, or it's always something about this guy. Oh, Lavar Ball said this about a coach. Oh, Lavar Ball, or oh, LeBron's going to go to the Warriors. You know, like geez, my gosh, let's just watch the game. It's a beautiful game. Right. So that's part of the negative. And I think the other negative is there's just no post presence. I, I really wish that, you know, it wasn't always about the handles. You know, it was more about delivering the ball in the post. And and I would say this, like, show more of that. Because it's always about the handles. It's always about the dunk. Show more of the, the inside presence. And I think the last thing is we're just terrible passers. You know, Americans are horrible passers. And uh, they're amazing athletes in the, in the country. Right. They're freakish skills even with the handles passing's terrible and, and I always say this to people when, when you watch the Olympics watch how great the sets are from the other countries watch how great the passing is and see how close they are to beating us because of that <clears throat> whereas every guy in that court's not a better athlete because we have better facilities here we really I mean we have the top notch if you play college basketball Andre at the division one level you have you are catered to I mean, you are baby. I mean, you have every little fitness, recovery, nutrition, the best facility. You have it made. Oh, yeah. You know, you have everything you can watch. I mean, everything's out there. These kids have it all. But they don't know how to pass. No. They do not know how to pass. And we still don't know how to move without the ball better than other countries. And that's why the games are so close. And then if we can become better passes with how athletic we are and how skilled we are, It'll be a joke. I mean, look at the Dream Team in 92. Why did they kill those teams? Because they passed the ball so well. You know, they moved the ball. Boom, boom, boom. Ah, Jordan, no. I'm going to shot fake with one hand. You know, and then I'm going to throw it over to Magic, and he's going to no look at David Robinson. It's going to be a dunk. 
And, you know, it was it was laughable. And one thing I'll say, this is kind of off topic, but people always say that the Europeans were not as good then. Not, not totally true. We were just so good at passing then. We made it look silly. You know, yeah. it was like, we are 6'9", and can pass. You guys are not going to ever beat us. And I think that we're still the best in the country. I got an ego we all do from America. We're the best still. But I'll tell you what, we are bad passers. And if we don't change that and teach kids how to pass the ball and move a little better, you don't know what could happen. Look what happened not too long ago. We were fourth place in the Olympics. Yeah. That was just 2004. It could happen again. And, you know, we've had close games to the Australian teams, to uh, Argentinian teams, the Spains, the Spain teams always give us battles. Uh, who was it just recently? Was it Serbia that almost beat us? Yes. You know, and, and you know, what the heck? And I'm not knocking those guys. Those guys are great players. They can really pass. But that's just what it is. They move and pass, and we look silly out there against them. And uh, you can't always win with individual skills, Andre. And this is why, because what if you miss shots? Yeah. If you miss shots, then you lose. And that's the only reason why we lost in 2004. We are so lucky that we are skilled. We got guys like Jordan Lawley that's a great trainer. We got a lot of guys that are training that know how to show guys how to do things. But if we just add that a little more with the passing and moving, we're going to be dominant, never lose ever. And we're still there, but I see it getting closer and closer, and I don't want that. Because these European guys give me a hard time all the time, and I don't want it. So <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. I had a guy from Germany always telling me, you know, oh, the NBA, it's not better than us. It's just different. And you know what? That burns me up inside. <laughs> so it really does. I'm competitive. I love the game. I love basketball. I know you do too. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I don't want us to ever lose. And, and I'll tell you, when I watch us play and I watch certain teams in the NBA, I go, man, that is bad basketball. And uh, I'm so glad you said watch college ball because you got to watch some teams play college. Oh, I mean, I love you know? college. Love watching yeah. college over the NBA. I yeah. like it. And, and, you know, it's such an individualized game in the NBA, which is fine because it's fun to watch. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not totally basketball. So, um, yeah, there's still some amazing things. And, you know, hopefully those negatives will just get better. Absolutely. Well, shoot, man, on that note, I'm going to – we're gonna drop the mic, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, man, it was, it was. Thanks. I was uh, really. I gotta thank you, man. Thank you for being on the show. It was great, unbelievable. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, we'll just keep building, man. That's what this is all about. This is, uh, you know, it's a platform now. We got a lot of this stuff we can use to help kids get better, and, and I'm excited, man. And hopefully, Elijah keeps doing well, and I always appreciate talking to you. Wow, you too. And uh, if, by the way, if, if people want to reach out to you. Um, where can they find you, uh, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, xfile2020, uh, jeremyfilelab.com is the website. You know, we uh, we do some things now in Arizona. We still do things in Michigan. Obviously, I'm trying to get with you guys because it's pretty awesome what you guys have in California with, with Jordan training. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, there's hopefully there's some uh, things that will happen in the near future. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the show, man. Hey, thanks, Andre. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Yeah.